0: Okay, with God's help, this is an interesting Torah essay in the Kabbalistic tradition from a sefer called Eretz Tov, a good land. It was written about 15, 20 years ago by, um, I think, Shimon Halevi. Uh, The name escapes me, unfortunately. He's a certain mukubal in Jerusalem. And the topic here is time, motion, desire, and metaphysical properties of unfolding reality. So we'll start... Let's find the place. page Reish Pei Zion, page 287 in the book, just for my bearings. Okay, so the Mechaber begins as follows. Memotza adivari ma'elil nilmad kikoch hatinua kashur bagagol That we know that the power of motion is tied into a turning wheel. She'im ain'gagol ain't'tenua. If you didn't have a wheel to turn, You would have no expression of motion. So the basic um, device that gets moved to display movement is a wheel. And if we think about that in a broad sense, we see everything is in this pattern. Everything begins in a central point. Whether you're talking about a plant and a seed, or an idea in the mind, or a human being in the womb. And its growth and development is spinning out from a center. That's how it grows, always. And even when a person is you know, fully grown in his 20s and 30s, and etc., still he's spinning. He's going in cycles. Weekly cycle, monthly cycle, yearly cycle... Cycling through different responsibilities at different times of the day. And so on and so forth. You know, ideally, if a person doesn't have a set order in in cycle to his movements and progress, more spiral is a better... It's not just pure cycle, be more cyclical in the form of a spiral. This is all movement spiraling out from a central from a central point in centripetal force in spiral motion Okay We begin so Nuaso Galgal so begins at Himata so Chakai Theem Kane Hitbonain Maoko khat Nuwa akashura Shokoko ba ma yud alif so vave and the abinyan So the main thing though is to try to grasp what is this motion that is turning all these wheels in spirals because the way he sets it up essentially the world, the material of the world is set up in a base 10 structure there are 10 essential elements to reality constituting the um, material of the one great spiral that gets spun out, including all sub spirals. You might call it a fractal pattern. But now we are focusing on what is the motion that moves and turns and spins out all this one spiral containing all the other spirals, or this one wheel containing all the other wheels. So we talk about basically physical motion, as well as spiritual or intellectual motion. So nothing is news here, physical motion is when one thing dislodges itself from one location to strive to inhabit another location, that's physical motion, okay? Nothing groundbreaking there. The Heimbu Muskalot, Schmid no Ea, Hassegel, the Netak, Misegel El Segel, the Oile and Muskal Muskal, Ayre Bechina Koch, Hatanua, Shabako, Hassegel, Jose Bechina Hatanua, Enoba Bechina Malcolm Rach, Bechina Koach, Hassegel, Leylake, Misegel El Segel, Albikoch Hatanua Shabo. You also talk about intellectual motion or striving, as we said, it's not only physical things that are moving and growing and spinning out from a physical seed or physical egg or physical embryo but in intellectual spheres as well, when you talk about intellectual growth and building ideas or plans or communities within the hearts and minds of the community families, nations. Also, you talk about growth of ideas, where there's also a constant striving to jump from one intellectual location in conceptual space rather than physical space, and to keep jumping from topic to topic, hopefully, though, in a constructive manner in building out From a solid original point to then continue to build out from that point and express all the components that was in that original point of inspiration. This is intellectual movement. They talk about intellectual movements. They talk about those. Question is, were they really solid? I don't think any intellectual movement was ever completely solid. If it was a perfect intellectual movement, I think we would already have a perfect world. It might be really good. The Torah says, Kafmas tamin. you should believe that there is wisdom all over the world, but I don't know that the Torah would prescribe to the idea that there has ever been found a perfect wisdom except for the Torah. Um, does that make it politically incorrect? Yes, does that make it wrong? person has to find out for himself. Anyway, that's not really where I want to go, but okay, intellectual movement and physical movement. He's striving to spiral out from a centralized location and continue to climb and spiral out. That's the force that moves the spirals and grows the spirals. Okay. Unoda, Shabahina Kohatanua, Mashe Barakail, Yisparahi, the Behina Koh, Gimel Nakudot, Holim Shar Shurak, Herik, Kvashkatu begin at Egos, in the Tukuni Zoar, Sheilma Shlosha, Nik Sharim, the Goggle, Holim Tanuatolamalarimagoggle, Herik, Tanuatolamata, the Hapila Goggle, Melamalamata, the Shurk, the Mso, Sodomir Kasha Olav, Yisovi Ha Machuga, the Goggle. Okay, kind of not the focus of this essay, but it's known that the main forces of moving these spirals and wheels, whether the Great One or all the sub-ones within the Great Spiral, all the spirals within the Great Spiral, are three basic categories of motion represented by three basic Hebrew vowels. One is motion pulling the system up, which is the vowel of O, the cholem one, is pulling the system down, which is Chirik, at the bottom of the letter rather than the top. And the third major type of motion is the centripetal force motion pulling back towards the center, which is the shuruk, which is the vowels in the center of the letter. Uh, Again, this is more of a side point of the essay, but it's just fascinating that, and I've heard from my friend David Azer, who he heard from others, That Yes, uh, motion in the form of pulling uh, either up on the circle or the spiral and down on the circle of the spiral with a centripetal force motion in the center is also being reflected in this Kabbalistic work as the main uh, feature of motion and um, kind of explaining the universal spiral dynamics of how everything moves and develops in its process. You know, it's kind of a miracle because I heard him say this to me and I had not heard it before a few weeks ago. And then, you know, I'm just going along doing my own research for personal development, intellectual movement, right? And I find it there and I'm like, wow, that's pretty much what my friend just told me. So wasn't looking for it, wasn't like researching centripetal motion. It just comes up, and that's very special to me when things like this happen. And they happen quite often, because the Torah is divine. Anyway. Fine. Now, here's, here's where it is important, though. It's not just a tangent. These vowels. Okay, so the vowels are Qolem, um, Shuruk, and They, Two of the vowels in the first letter of those vowels um, shuruk and um, cholem, and then the last letter of the other vowel of chirik, they spell in an anagram um, is cheshek, desire, desire, cheshek, ches, shin, kuf, ches for cholem, shin for shuruk, these vowels, and then kuf at the end of chirik is cheshek, desire that desire is driving all the movement. And now this is something that is very, very relatable to, as he's going to elaborate on. So again, what do we have? We have that the material, the metaphysical material of reality is essentially constructed into wheels or spirals that need to spin out. The main energy that pushes them forward is just called movement, but what drives movement is called desire. Now we is this very, very important stuff. It's very interesting. Cheshef means a desire, and ratzon, a little bit of a different word, means will. Not, not here, Now now's not really so much the time to get too much in distinctions between will and desire. But it is interesting that will, ratzon, in Hebrew, if you or rearrange those letters of ratzon, it's sinor, a pipe. So if we look at the idea of like a water wheel, if we're saying everything is kind of constructed as a turning wheel or a spiraling out spiral, and that the energy that pushes this, these systems to move and develop is the force of motion coming from uh, desire, peshek, which is related to will. Ratzon, which is then conceptually paired with pipes, senor. So the image is kind of interesting. You have this image of pipes of water turning a water wheel. The force of the water moving and pushing the wheel out or spiraling the spiral out coming from pipes of will, drawing down will to push the thing out, like water pushing a water wheel to churn flour to turn wheat into flour, or generate electricity, just kind of interesting. He doesn't say that here, but that kind of just dawned on me. Okay, continuing. Romans, he called begin to new a shenolad he mechamach cheshek sheroze litnoeya mimemal komze lemal komacher v'haienu kenoda tanug the cheshek he devar she'ena temidi. Wow, what a sentence. What an amazing sentence. He says like this. So he says like four philosophical points kind of constructed in a proof very quickly but it's very important to take this to heart. It helps us kind of see a general framework of like everything. He says like this. Why is desire tied to movement? Because we keep moving because we keep trying to get to other places. The mind keeps churning and moving. Why? Why can we not stop thinking? We can't stop thinking for the same reason that our hearts can't stop beating. And beating the the blood to flow. And they're cycles. And not just cycles of blood flow, but really spiral growth of blood cycles nervous system cycles um, a person's cycle of their schedule hopefully not just cyclical but in a spiral fashion always growing the mind as well not just the anatomy and physiology of a person but this is why a person's mind is always turning because the mind must develop Just as the body has to keep moving. And what is the energy? What is the motivating energy? Driving all this is desire. And it's desire to continually strive to locate to a new location. Now, people don't just pick up and move every week to another state. But still, we're always running around. Why? A free person... Is going from place to place because he's following his holy desire of his soul. That the soul, now, he says, well, why do what do we keep running after? What's the why do we why do we have constant desires to move? The body has a constant desire, so to speak, to continue to move and pump the blood in a in a spiral cycle and continue to think. And build the mind. This is what keeps a person alive, both physically and spiritually, and keeps him alive because he must go out and move and and continue to achieve if he's gonna have a life, a physical and spiritual life. And that's being driven by desire. But what drives desire? And he says what drives desire is pleasure-seeking. Why? Because he says the definition of pleasure is that it says a sustained pleasure is no longer a pleasure. If you have the thing over and over in a sort of constant state, it's not pleasure anymore. You just get numb to it. So pleasure, the pleasure principle, is driving constant movement... The desire for constant movement to constantly achieve new states new intellectual states to constantly achieve a new physiological state in the body which is the desire to live another moment so the body is moving within itself because it wants the pleasure of being alive to experience a different moment you know we we need to sit here and chew on this for a second But that's really what's driving everything, is a desire for pleasure, constant striving for new experiences, because to stay in one place, this is very deep what he's saying, because it encompasses everything. It encompasses physics, quantum physics, psychology, society, a person's individual journey, but he needs to be aware of this basic contour of the pleasure principle. So, pleasure drives desire to always keep moving, to keep having new experiences, and this is what turns the great wheel. And all the different systems and subsystems. Okay. Lot to say on that, of course. But let's keep going in the text. Really, really good stuff. Fine. A person, or anything, an animal, a plant, even particles, everything wants to keep getting new pleasure, and that's why it's in constant motion. That's why the world is in constant motion. And that constant pleasure-seeking, the plant growing towards the sun, towards its pleasure source... And it has to keep striving to connect to its pleasure sources and its roots going down farther and its stems and flowers pushing up higher all the time so that it can live. If it didn't keep seeking closer connection just to a physical source of pleasure, i.e. existence, it would die. And that's why that really describes and captures in a general way the constant motion and striving of this universe. And all the people within, all the creatures, plants, social movements, intellectual movements, etc. 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 And that it's a non-stop striving. Just as an aside, so then what is Shabbos? What is the Jewish, Jewish Sabbath? It says, Ish al the koma be Shabbos. A person should sit. Shabbat literally means to like sit. Stay shave, sit, and don't do, right? Don't leave your spot. You literally can't go outside of your city's boundaries, essentially, with many more nuances to that rule, but you're supposed to stay put. You're not definitely not supposed to really travel on Shabbos. Again, with certain exceptions, dealing with Aruv, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to stay put. So if moving and striving is life, and if I stopped striving and living my literally my body would shut down, then what are we doing on Shabbat? It says by Shabbat, by that the heavens and earth were completed, but the word for completed by is coming from um, like uh, like tremendous yearning, like to expire in desire and ecstasy. So Shabbat is actually, amazingly, just the opposite of what a person might think. It's actually intensification of this movement and desire. Right? Because by staying inside the Sabbath boundaries, literally in space, but also as far as activities, and pizor hanefesh, uh, nefesh that when a person's out traveling, doing work, on the computer, dealing with things. Yeah, he's moving, but his movement is not tightly wrapped and bound around the center. His movement is not concentrated. It's dispersed. It's not focused on really one goal. Now, ideally, the way a Jew is supposed to orient his life is around Shabbos. Shabbos is literally called the central Nakuda, the central point, the six days of the week are pictured as six points of a circle centered on Shabbos. So this gives focus to even the work week so that I'm not so spread out and spread thin, even though I'm doing these activities and going out and making money and raising up the world and doing things in the world. But Shabbos becomes my anchor. It becomes the center of my centripetal force of how I'm growing and where I'm aiming towards. So even a person in the weak is not spread out all over the place too much. He has a anchor pulling him to the center to give more intensity and purpose and unity to his movements and cycles and spiraling of centripetal force. But anyway, on Shabbos, a person goes straight to the center of his week and really of his centripetal force, really of his life. He goes to the heart of his life, to that, to that eye of the storm where it's, a, it's calm but yet it's also the place of intense motion because now that a person on Shabbos gets to pull himself inwards to the central point of his life, which he's aiming at, creating. Why is he going out and making money during the week? It's really to create, the to be able to continue to create a dwelling and to have delicious meals on Shabbos. Like, that's why I'm going to work, to enjoy Shabbos with my family, week after week after week, to have a better Shabbos and a better Shabbos. So, no, Shabbos is not just sitting there and like slowing down and getting into a coma. Shabbos is actually because I'm pulling into the center of the centripetal motion. It gives me more intensity in my prayers. It gives me more intensity in my intellectual building when I'm studying Torah. It gives more intensity to pleasures of enjoying Shabbos meals. It's heightened intensity of pleasure. It's heightened spiritual motion. That's the point. By pulling in, and not being pulled out into the periphery by the difficult requirements of physical work in existence, which in the Zohar is compared to uh, the curse of Adam and Eve, right? If the Garden of Eden is Shabbos, it's in the center. The Tree of Life is in the center of the Garden, at the center of the centripetal forest. And when they were kicked out, the fiery turning sword is blocking their way back to the center of the garden back to the center of the centripetal force and they are punished whatever this means to have to go out and work to go out to the periphery outside the garden and just again with a little additional commentary to this um, we talk about that pleasure and constant pleasure seeking spiritual pleasure seeking obviously is really the force pushing desire pushing all movement and the word for pleasure oneg is ayun nun gimel which the Tsar teaches us comes from the verse "The that a river flew for, uh, flowed forth from Eden to water the garden so the Gamara, I'm pretty sure, definitely the Zohar, says So you see that the Garden and Eden are not the same. Eden is like the source of pleasure. It kind of represents, based on certain midrashim and received tradition, it means kind of like that state of bliss that never changes, that all the stuff more on the periphery is constantly striving in spiral fashion of pulling back towards the center to get to. A river comes from that sort of unchanging uh, center of bliss. And from there, a river flows forth and is cultivating a garden around that center of pleasure. And the garden really is kind of to the extent that this or that energy has been pulled to the center, it becomes a garden. Again, without going too off track, but as a reminder, this is now connecting with what the Avodah Hakodesh said back in the 13 or 1400s. Rabbi Ibn Mir Gabbai he explains the verse, and maybe he was he, maybe he was saying together with the. Um, Rabbeinu Bachaye, and his commentary on Chumash. But the verse says that the tree of life was in the center of the garden, and then the tree of knowledge. And, and there was also the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the, the commentaries say, at least one of these two commentators that I just mentioned, maybe both of them, they say, well, we have a location for the tree of life, it's in the center of the garden. Where's the tree of knowledge, the good and evil, though? You didn't give me a location for that. And so they say so you see something amazing that. No, watch this. It's great. The tree of knowledge and good and evil doesn't have really a fixed location. And that's why it's still stuck in a lower level. It's undeveloped. It's striving to have all of its components pulled back to the center to become the garden. So the garden is the territory, the spiritual and physical territory of exactly where tree of knowledge and good and evil has been flipped around and pulled back in to become the garden. Whatever remains as tree of knowledge of good and evil Is kind of like not in a fixed location yet it's still striving to become where it is in a fixed location and so what I really like this is so we said a little earlier that if we see will and desire as like the motion of water turning the water wheel so then it's very nice why, ultimately, the striving for pleasure is what is driving all of this growth, because if we look at the image of, like, water coming through pipes of will, moving a water wheel, so it's very nice, then, that pleasure, egg is learned out from the verse, a river flows forth from Eden to water the garden. Okay continuing on though, and the safer that we're looking at. I'm taking a walk right now, and it's very pleasurable for me. Feels good. Hopefully you as the listener aren't too annoyed by my somewhat more heavy breathing. Cain called the Hina Tanua Nola, Machina Keshek, Shiroza, the Kadi Al Tanukadash, okay, read this Lachain, Minoea, Mimakam Zebose, the Bar Kadash, Shabo, Ze, Rose, Shov, the Barachir, the Hain Holek, the Soyave, the Machina Keshek, Ze, Anshaino Noch, the Shaka Olam, the Tami Sov, the Holek, Menakuda, and the Kuda, the Kol Nakudush, the Okay, fine. So just as a review, nothing wants to stay put. Everything is constantly striving to get to a new spiritual or physical location, uh, to get a new pleasure. And that describes the basic principle of movement and life in our universe, which is constantly... Pushing and to grow and spiral out um, the different spiral systems or fractal, you know, it's really like a fractal where you have one great wheel with sub wheels and a fractal pattern, kind of surrounding it. Fine. <laughs> Okay, skipping this. Just some very interesting mystical numerical value equation things, which I can't explain because I don't quite understand. Now, next paragraph. Okay, we're going to skip a little bit of this, it's not quite as straight up, Um, it will require a lot more explanation as to how the Hebrew letters work, and I want to just skip a little bit to bridge this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. There's basically this concept called the 231 gates of the Hebrew letters. There are 27 Hebrew letters, if you count the final letters, and there are 231 different ways of sequencing these letters. And basically, this is a very significant, very, very significant principle in Kabbalistic metaphysics of how reality is constructed. But the point he's basically bringing out is the reason you have 231 different permutations is to say that the letters are constantly rearranging themselves because they're constantly moving and striving for a different pattern, for a higher, closer connection to Hashem. Right. So now we're at the bottom of page. Reish Pei Chet. Rapach. The sparks are rapach mitzotin. So he says, the last full paragraph, right? for the bottom of the page. Right, so so basically everything's constantly moving, rearranging, and pushing out in a spiral pattern to get a new pleasure, and a new pleasure, and a closer pleasure, and a deeper pleasure. That's everything, really. Depression, anxiety, negative psychological states, Comes from kind of getting off the track of this motion based on a centripetal force, based on a center, which is supposed to be God. Getting closer to God, as they say. And, you know, the halakha, the Jewish law, down to every detail, is helping us center ourselves around the shem. When you talk about yearly cycles, monthly cycles, weekly cycles, and just everything we do, it's giving us structure to get on board with the universal move that's striving for higher and higher pleasure. That's simply what it is. Not simple, it's not very simple, because then it breaks down into endless detail, which is custom tailored to every individual, and that's also amazing. Anyway. Okay. Now, at the very bottom of this page now, not even a full bottom paragraph, just the bottom of the page. The Kolzebachina Kokha Goggle, Shakoshabo, Atenua, Shashorsha Matat, Meta and Tron, Shashmosh Kashim Rabo, Shakai. The gematria of Shakai, Rukhino Tabal Gogol, Amili Gimel, Lama Gimel, Lamage, misparo Matat. Amili Gogol is Matat. Fahisod, okay. What is this basically saying? Matat Sarapan, Shasoda Sharshad, okay. A lot of different number of things. Okay, now we're on page Rish and we're going to wrap it up here. Here's an important thing. Okay, well, this, this there's this angel called Neta and Tron, and he's essentially the force that Hashem created, that is the ultimate force of what's pulling everything in the universe closer and closer together to the center in the spiral motion, and the constant striving of it to keep getting higher and higher pleasure. So matatzar apanim misparo, this <laughs> so made Okay, fine. There's different number things. Okay, so it equals so his name is called Meta Entran Sarapani. Meta Entran, the minister of Hashem's face. This adds up to 999. But not quite yet a thousand. Because when you get to a thousand, which is LF it goes back to one, which is Aleph. He goes through all sorts of different reasons why that is. Why why there in a sense is nothing beyond a thousand. But Hashem is that one. Hashem represents that one which resolves everything back to a thousand, back to one. So, Echam Yuchad Baruchu Mivchinato Shemastayim Kach Hatenua Mimenukach Hatenua Levchinat Galgal Shesodamatat Kikol Chaytem Abinyan If Kolafulu. All right, fine. Next paragraph. Okay, this is important that this is what we're saying here's the here's like we're almost at the conclusion the point is that all aspects of the world and it in its creation He's born from the aspect of the turning of the great wheel that pulls together all the other wheels with it. This comes from the Bechina Koch Matat Shesoto Gogol, Bemiloy Gimelana Gimel, Bechina Gogol Nola Tenua. He called Bechina Pula Taolamba, Bechina Tenua, Kim Aint Noa Aint Pula. Okay, fine. Kind of a repetition. I'm sure there's more nuance there, but the purpose of this recording. Let's go to the next paragraph. Now let's give some examples. Derek Mashal, Bechina Tatsameach, Sarich, the Bechina, Tunua, Kim, Ain, Tunua, Lohi, Neatak, Makom, Lamakom, Shid Gadel, Mitoch, Hatsmicha, Kikok, Hatsameach, Schmid Noea, Baola, the Huso Koach, Hatunua, Bechina, Bachai, Medabir, Vaya Asharl, Shiv, Shivara, Imlomiko, Tunua. So all plants, animals, people, the very energy of their creation and existence just in their physical manifestation is constant movement constant spiraling out from a seed or an egg or an embryo to grow and then when they are born they're constantly moving whether physiologically anatomically in the spirals growing out systems in their own body and especially when we talk about people people are constantly going in their cycles and striving for higher and higher experiences in life. And even rocks are growing. We know that even rocks grow. And so really the force of growth and movement is what manifests the universe out of a mysterious place. Fine. And we said that this movement is desire for higher and higher pleasure by getting closer to the center. Okay, fine. That. ha and- tenuwa Everything pushing all this movement is constant migration, in a sense, that everything, everything right now is constantly migrating and striving to enter a new state, a new state of mind, a new location, a new growth of the organism. Coming from movement, which is driving the desire to receive higher pleasures. From constantly growing in these ways, okay. It makes me think. Just for a second, it makes me think that that Cain, he was Cain when he killed his brother Abel. He was punished to be Nav and Nad Ba'aretz. He was punished to be um, constantly wandering the land. And again, I'm thinking when Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden. As we said, there's that La Taherva Mitapechet, the fiery flaming sword. Which, many commentaries say, is the constant churning of the mind. That's what's guarding the way. It's both blocking, but also guarding the way back to the garden. Yeah, you know, thank God for a constantly churning pot. On the one hand, it drives us crazy. But on the other hand, it's the only way to get back. It's to constantly strive. To become better. Not to be just stalling out. So, Kyan. He Was uh, yes, he was wandering the land, but I saw from Rob uh, Joseph Joey Rosenfeld he posted one time, yes, Kain had the anxiety and the negative experience of constantly wandering and migrating, but he had it said in the Torah, he had the sign on his forehead, Hashem put an ut on his forehead. And I'm pretty sure the commentary that I read that he posted said it was an host to Shabbos. So even somebody who is in the aspect of the punishment of Kain for their negative behavior and they have to constantly strive to do true and get back, but Shabbos is always strengthening them to turn those migrations and wandering into a positive structure that's unified. Okay, without getting too off track. He owed Ze, Khosheik, Lavo, the Gvul, Oze, the Derk Siva Ralashari, Menimsakolko, Katunua, Soda, Kokhiluf, with Tumura. Zau Sod, Al Gul of Al Tumura, Kibahina, Gulat, He Sod, Kinyan Shinatak, Murush Zel Rashid Aker, Lakana Otoshi, Bershito, Gvulo, Lakinsai, Hilifin, Kishar Shahiluf. All right, so this explains the constant. There's this concept in, uh, Uh, Kabbalah, letter permutations, and we're really running out of time. So, if you want, text me. I'll say, I'll show you the source. Having to do with Tumura and Kali and Kenyan Khalifim and Alagul of Alatumura. Okay, so but in other words, another way of looking, we're really wrapping it up here, another way of looking at motion, this constant striving, where everything is constantly changing its location. It's constantly migrating to a higher state in the pattern of a spiraling to higher heights. Is also understood um, kabbalistically through the idea of letter exchanges because you know yeah things are growing and, and, and expanding but with our eyes it's really hard to see that so clearly So while there is absolutely centripetal force and and cyclical and spiral motion pushing everything to higher and higher desires, but it's better to understand that conceptually as the idea of constant patterns of shifting states that's in a spiral pattern because it's hard to see it just with the eyes of flesh. So we have to try to understand it conceptually as different states which are symbolized and really constituted by different letter permutations that are everywhere, constantly interchanging and developing, striving at higher states in the spiral pattern. All right, just a few more lines. Okay, next page. Yeah, so here is the last point I really want to say. Um, Fine, I I promise, this really is, I'm going to wrap it up here. Page Zadi wishes rats to run, right? Very apropos, we're talking about the energy that's making everything run and strive, which is keeping everything alive and keeping everything together through centripetal force. This is the most significant part. He says now, vanoda. So we're in the second full paragraph on page Resh Sadi. Vanoda, Kimavichinat, Hatanua, Nolad Hasman. Oh wow. Now here we go. One more big point to make. All of this creates time. All this motion and striving from desire to experience different states and deeper and deeper new pleasures, unique pleasures every second, that creates time. Now watch this. If you get this, it can really, really powerfully affect you. Kiim ain twa Because if there was no motion there would be no time. Vazman anivra mikotha tenewa. Time is created by motion. As the Rambam said himself, That time is rooted in the ultimate, extremely important force of darkness and constriction and severity constriction, severity, and lack create time. Which is created by constant striving in motion. Why? Because like this. We said everything's in constant motion. Everything, in all of its general and sub-patterns, of spiral motion, is constantly striving for new states. And it never stops, and it's incessant. Yes, on Shabbos we rest, but actually it's a more concentrated motion of spiritual development on Shabbos. The worlds go up, they say, faster. So everything is constantly moving. Right? In the the language of Kabbalah, Flames of passion and mercy. Okay? So, but the thing that defines a moment is that Since I'm moving and I'm constantly moving, well, that bears out time. Time is the experience of of each new move, of constantly striving. And since in order to get to the next moment, to move to the next moment, to move to the new state, to the new permutation, the last moment has to end. So there you have now the real generator of different identities in our reality is ultimately generated by i my identity and the identity of a moment the identity of anything is paradoxically defined by its constant striving to become a little bit different and a little bit better every second because from by moving from last moment to this moment, there had to be a departure from the last moment to strive with desire to get to the next better moment. This creates constriction in the world. This creates identity. This creates separations and differences. Why am I me and you are you? Why are we different? Because we're striving for different things in our unique way. That might be very similar, but I'm on my path and you're on your path. I'm on my spiral path to the center and you're on your p- spiral path to the center. This is what defines me from you. This is what defines the one moment to the other moment. This is what defines time as separate moments. This is what de- defines different objects as separate objects, because each separate object and particle is on its own identif, sorry, on its own unique trajectory of striving for pleasure in a spiral pattern. And this is therefore what creates constriction, separation, identity in our universe. The unique patterns of striving in time, creating unique moments in time. Wow, wow, that is such a line. It's really so deep. Now he says, Yaloka barbiarno ki behinit? No. Behisod simsum, he called simsum behinit mido ogavul, shaomer ad potavo volotosif, sod shemshakai, shaomer loomo dai, ad potavo. So the constant pulling back towards the center in unique patterns, creating unique definitions of different patterns of doing this, where each object is on its own uh, unique trajectory and each moment is being defined as different than the last one, in this centripetal motion back to the origin, that is the generator of identities, separations, darkness in this universe. Before, it's the botina de cartonita itself. So if we picture for a second, the dual opposite energies of fire, sorry, of water, of watery expansion, this energy of overflowing and washing away separations, which is a watery energy, coming into contact with the opposite, this would be like the yashar, the, the light flowing out or the water flowing out from the center to give content and existence to all things and it comes up and hits against the opposite energy going in the other direction called the Orkhozer the returning light which is a fiery energy of pulling back in the other direction striving to go back to the center after being cast out from the center this if we meditate on it is very amazing because Abraham, when he was trying to find Hashem and he was all alone doing it, Abraham Avino Abraham, it said that he saw the world on fire. And it's strange because the Midrash says he saw the world was on fire and he said, ah, there must be someone in charge of this house. This house is on fire and there must be someone in charge. What does that mean? If the house is on fire, no, it means the, it means the house owner walked away. It doesn't mean on fire like destructive. It means that the fiery energy of pulling back to the center, which in flames of love, in flames of creating definition and boundary, pull the world into its form. That this is a car and this is a tree, and this is that person over there, and this is that person over there, because they have a unique separate burning desire to come back, which is mystically, almost impossible to put into words but those different contours of striving actually in a flame-like way carve out the different contours and shapes and and nature of each individual thing that's called the palaces on fire that's called no actually the fire is exactly what's driving everything from one master of the house god all right we're really running out of time Right, because this force is meta and tron, which is Gematria, numerical value of the name of Shakai, Shindal Yud, who says to his world, Here are your boundaries. Last paragraph. Really, this is the last paragraph. I'm going to shut off this recording after this paragraph. At the end, the wheel will finally stop turning. All of the strivings and all of the carvings and all of the pathways will have been traveled. Everything will finally be carved out through its striving into the final form it was meant to take and then it will be released from this constant non-ending striving and movement and then it'll it says on that day god will be one and his name will be one <laughs> This is the secret of when Moses went before Hashem as he was manifesting in the burning bush. Hashem says, take off your shoe. So it's for that will finally be released from this constant striving. But in the meantime, we have to always be striving.